the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life. And welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro. Baron Wiley here on a rainy week. La Nina is here, Pastor Sean. Oh, thank you, Lord, for La Nina. <laughs> and if you look- Me gusta La Nina. <laughs> Necesita. Necesito La Nina. <laughs> for an Italian Irishman, that was pretty good, man. Well, I live in San Antonio, Baron. Si, como no. <laughs> si, si. Por supuesto, si. Nice. And then to your left, Pastor Sean, I have a little love offering oh. for you. Thank you. Baron knows the things that are near and dear to my heart. Now you're asking, what did you get him? A commentary? A, a Bible? <laughs> no, it's a bag of Cracker Jacks with the toy surprise inside. Every time. Every time. So satisfying. Pastor Sean, I am so inspired. I just want to kind of get right into this. Yeah. I'm yeah, we need to. We've got a brother of the Lord in the house, and uh, I'll just go ahead and say it. Pastor Ronson Hall from mm. True Light Christian Fellowship mm. here in San Antonio, Texas, a longtime Listen. friend of, of mine here in San Antonio. You guys are meeting for the first time. Yes, that we met here in the Real Life Studios, so that's awesome. Yeah. Actually, let's go back, Sean. River City hosted an event uh, with Pastor Charles Flowers, and it was the Black, Brown, and White conference there, if you will. Yeah, right? no, that was an awesome event. Which nope. Trey Ware was our, our MC. We had, uh, uh, I think, Nicola Hood was a part of that. Oh, we yeah. had a number of different people who were part of that. It was awesome. What moved you to host that event, Pastor Sean? Uh, Charles asked me. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had Charles ask you yeah, something? I mean, what are you, you going to do? Yeah. No. <laughs> you don't say no. Right. Well, Pastor Ronson, so great to have you here on the Reaching for Real Life podcast. Yeah. It's beautiful to be here. Good to meet you, yeah, Sweet brother. You, I love you already. I feel like I, I could borrow five dollars from you already. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> so you didn't tell him about me. <laughs> it's a tight show. Looks, right? can, <laughs> looks can be deceiving, <laughs> Ronson. <laughs> but it's great to be here, and I've known Baron. It feels like forever, and I love him forever. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, not not just Baron, Texas Radio Hall of Famer Baron. Did you hear that? No. On Friday, I got the call. I got the letter from the president to Society of Broadcasters of San Antonio. What? In August, I'm getting inducted in the rate. What's that? You know? No, it's a big deal because because now we can put that on the label, hey, right? Yeah. We are yeah. we are co-hosted by Texas Radio Hall of Famer Baron Wiley. No, congratulations, man. That's exciting. I was going to say because I don't see my name anywhere right now. I don't. I don't even. I don't even post your name. <laughs> <laughs> There's some room on that side. Yeah, exactly. He, I saw he hand wrote it in a little yeah. sharpie. <laughs> well, anyway, blessed be the name. Of no, the Lord. that's, that's exciting, man. Congratulations. You, you, you've earned that. You've been around. You've been faithful. Yeah. See, faithfulness is a big deal. Yeah. All right. We're not called to be successful. We're called to be faithful. And what happens when you're faithful, you're fruitful. And then sometimes people come along and recognize it as that's what's happened to you, man. So congratulations. Thank you very much. I, I will go ahead and say it. I must be a pretty big deal now. Yeah. <laughs> you've been yeah. saying it for years. Yeah. Now yeah, it's finally. actually true. Yes. <laughs> No. Yes. No, blessed be the name of the Lord. That's all I got. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, well, Ronson, thank you for being with us. Glad. We sure appreciate it. Now, tell us about the church you're at. True Light Christian Fellowship, located on the east side of San Antonio, 
314 East Dover. Uh, I mean, when I say East Side, I mean East Side, right? We are in this triangle between W.W. White Road, mm-hmm. which is a major road on East Side, yep. and East Houston Street. We're right in that. And then you've got uh, Loop 410 that does right I mean, cuts that thing, makes it a triangle. So we're right there. You're still closer into downtown. Like, how? Like, okay, when I think of W.W. White, are you, uh, are you like, Big Loose Pizza, that's kind of out. Is that close to you? Not about a mile and a half. Okay, okay. You know, it's closer than you think. You okay, know? okay. Yeah, so so if I came to see you, I could we could swing by Big Loose on the yeah, way out and have a, have a piece of pizza as big as my arm. I wouldn't be insulted one bit. <laughs> nope. No, I mean, that. you and me swing by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we well, could do that. Well, I love talking with other pastors, and... And it's something we want to do more of with the Reaching for Real Life podcast, because while we we all love Jesus, we share the gospel, we minister to the saints, we do it in different contexts. And I think it's really good to hear from people who are from a different context than ours. Amen. Amen. Well, you got me. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about your congregation. How would you describe your congregation to someone, just the kind of folks who come and are part of your family? I would describe our congregation not in the traditional way I did before. I would describe our congregation as definitely multicultural. Before uh, you said rainbow. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you, you corrected me real quick. I did. I just, I just said that word doesn't mean yeah, what yeah, you, mean, it used yeah. to mean. It's been redefined. <laughs> yeah. But uh, multicultural, uh, uh, majority black or African-American, whatever right. term you go by, but they're Hispanic, Caucasian, mm-hmm. biracial. Right, right, right. We're all in there. Right. What kind of things would you say, okay, in your context, maybe they're unique things that you have to kind of that you focus on that you kind of say, hey, because of our community, because of what our families have to wrestle with and walk through, we deal with maybe that are different than our context or someone else's. I would say that's a good question, Sean. And I would say this. I, we at True Light Christian Fellowship uh, were led. Uh, I was led a long, long, long time ago, years ago, because and. Let me set this up a little bit. We came out of, and here we go, uh, uh, Baron, to get some of the history. We, uh, when I was going to Bible college, in Texas Bible College it just started off, and we were in there, and I was going there. Uh, Dr. Stan Ponce, I love you. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we were going there. Well, Dr. Stan Ponce went to this church uh, called Temple Baptist Church. Right. Temple Baptist Church was on Hebner Road. So we, got, I forget where we get the, got the word from, but hey, they, they're starting a Bible college. and So we started going there. Well, he attended Temple Baptist Church. He said, hey, y'all, y'all brothers, well, y'all come out to our church. Man, we went out to Temple Baptist Church, Pastor Mike Martin. And we went out there and you count me and my wife and the few couples that went out there, we were the black folk out there in that whole <laughs> church. We were it. Beside the Max who were already there, you know, Nathaniel Margaret. And so that's where we and and so what the Lord was doing there was blew our minds and was over our head at the time because we came literally we came out of an east side black church. Right. And we went into this hugely Caucasian with some Hispanic Temple Baptist Church and people were looking at us in the, in the, like we were nuts. You know, what are you doing going out there with those people? You know, those people. Your, yeah. yeah <laughs> these are your people and the sheep of your path. You know, no, no. Right, right, right. But, but uh, so we, we go out there. What we didn't realize is that the Lord was setting us up for some big things. So we're going to Bible college. We're out there. We're among different ethnicities and stuff like that. And the Lord basically said to us years later, clearly, 
I'm getting you ready for what you have to address mm. to try to bring some direction and peace and discretion into the body, if you will, the ecclesia. Mm. The, it's certainly the institutional church, right? Because you, you've got to Ronson. You've got to you got to help get out of this thing to where there's no such thing as a white church, right? And a black church, mm. and we did that. You know, I mean, people did yes, that. Yes. God didn't do that. We did that. Right. So you've got to move, whatever you say, you've got to move people to the point to where they understand, listen, don't let this thing divide you into the point to where you, where you, I'm saved, I'm sanctified, I'm filled with the precious Holy Spirit, but I only hang around black folk. You know, right. you, we got it. We got to We got to cut that, you know, or I'm saved, sanctified, I'm filled with the precious Holy Spirit, but I, listen, I, I only trust my people. Right. Who are your people? You know, yeah. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. You know, one of the things that I've tried to share with our congregation, I've tried to share with people, um, stop and think about it. I, I don't know any completely black people. I don't know any completely white people. We're really all shades of brown, right? And when you stop and think about it, he just, yeah, I got a fist bump. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just want you to know I got a fist bump. Yeah. <laughs> I just said that's No, it, it's true. Yeah. When you, and yeah. when you understand that, you realize, oh, okay, we don't sit and divide over, oh, that person has red hair and, I, and I've got brown hair. Well, I had brown hair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at one point, yeah, yeah. yes, Ronson, I did. <laughs> no, but we, we don't sit and divide over that or, or, you know, oh, you've got blue eyes, you've got brown eyes, you've got green eyes. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, skin color, we've, we've made a thing recognizing that those divisions are, don't exist. They're a product of adaptation and where our ancestors grew up and things. But bottom line, we come from Adam and Eve. Yes, sir. It's almost, in a sense, prophetically preparing you for what you would have to face. Because I don't know if 20 years ago any of us would have envisioned this level of division. In fact, 20 years ago, I, we would say, wow, we've moved a long way yeah. and we've put a lot of that behind us. Yeah. Well, something's happened. Yeah. And that division went into overdrive. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we need to cover everything, but give, give a brief overview of kind of what your community, the black community, or at least your church is largely black community, mm. what they're having to face. Because we talk about, you know, one of the things we talk about is in our congregation, it's like we definitely want to reach across aisles. We want to make race a non-issue. But now for us, we're often told as white people, well, wait a minute, that's because you're white and your people are oppressors and you're privileged, you're fragile, and you want to do that because it benefits you. But for black people, it has to be an issue. And we want to talk about race. We want to talk. And so we're like, we're caught like a deer in the headlight. Back into a corner. Yeah. Like, well, what, what in the world do I do? What, what do I do? What do I do? What's from, from the other side, from what's the black community having to deal with in this? How are you, how are you addressing that? And what are they ex- particularly experiencing? I'll tell you, Sean, what I'm doing. And, and Baron, I'll tell you what we're doing and what I'm doing. We're the Holy Spirit has, has indicated to us or told us a long time ago, the only way to hit this thing, it's not going to be pretty. And the only thing, only way to hit it is head on. That's the only way to hit it. The only way to hit this thing is to go into true light and go into your community and to stand up and to pow, just put the truth out there. Mm. Some people are not going to like it. Some people that you grew up with when in your childhood, you came up with, they're not going to like you for right. saying it, right. but it's got to be said. Can I say something? What we don't want to do and what I, what I, I had to make sure that I didn't do and if I had to put a title on this next little 30 second thing I'm going to do, it would be called what white people need to know mm. what white people need to know, what white people need to know. Even those who are in the body, particularly those in the body is that the trauma that was suffered by Jim Crow and right. slip 
It was real. Yep. There are some people that are living even today who are still legitimately came through that trauma and mm-hmm. it was real stuff. My my wife, Kathy, who is probably listening to the listening to this now, mm-hmm. she was raised in Mississippi. And she remembers. I mean, here we are, we you know, we're doing pillow talk and she's telling me about when she had when, when when she went to the doctor with her mom, there was a door that you went to. You went Everybody went to the same doctor in this little community in Mississippi, but the black folk went through that door and it was colored. That's you go through that door and other folk came through. So she lived it, right? You know, right there in our house and she and our children are like, what? She's like, yeah, it was, that's when, you know, Mm. she came through the period. I'm I'm going somewhere with this. Mm -hmm. She came through the period of watching her grandmother having to call people who were 30, 40 years, her, her junior, sir. And ma'am, yeah, because she had to, right? Okay, I say that to say this: that stuff was absolutely real. But what we have to become, and and I, I'm saying this to everyone, but I'm saying this to y'all: it's going to require us focusing on stuff like Second Corinthians five and seventeen, and realizing, yeah, we're new right. creatures, right? We're new, you know. If any man be in Christ, you're in Christ. You say you're in Christ. I go to church. I didn't ask you if you went to church. I said, are you in Christ? I'm in Christ. Well, then that means you're a new creation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Old things have passed away. Some people cringe to hear that because they don't want old things to pass away. Yeah. They want to hold on. And the trauma is real. Honey, I'm black. I know it's real. Right. But what are we going to do? We're in Christ now. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So my, what I'm saying to all of us, to include precious, precious white folk, listen, y'all got to know that that's a real thing, too. It can't be taken as a situ, a, a thing where you're, uh, uh, oh, this is a situation where I can use this and to really do us well. No, you really got to throw that stuff away. We are in Christ now. Yeah, that's good. Christ. Does that make sense? Am I no, sense? no, it makes perfect sense. And it's the only pathway to redemption. Understanding that the scripture makes it real clear, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The sin of racism, the sin of Jim Crow, the sin of all of that is real. The the sin of racism exists today. And and it's, by the way, it's not just white on black or white on brown. There's brown on white, brown on black, black on white. Because racism is just a way for us to put someone else down, right? And that's the pride. That's the sin nature. Okay, whatever the thing, if we could get rid of race completely, like it doesn't exist. It's like we never even remembered differences. We'd find some other criteria to sin and put someone else down and try to puff myself up. Big nose. Yep. What, what are you calling me? I just called you. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly right. We would find we would find some way, and that and again, I, that was such a good word. Don't forget that it is real, and that there are people. You know, when you say that, it's almost like one of the things I think we want to say is, okay, we understand, but dude, not even your grandparents weren't even slaves. Your great grandparents weren't slaves. But wait a minute. Well, hold on. Your wife experienced that kind of dehumanizing segregation and it's like oh oh yeah in places in this country it it wasn't that long ago and there are little small towns kind of out of the way where it's still it's still it's maybe not quite as official or formal but it's still unwritten and unspoken you know but it's there there are still what they call a sundown towns have Mm. you ever heard of that term Mm. there are still towns you good get down into mississippi and some of those places there are still towns to where if you are of this hue, this color, this persuasion that I'm part pointing to on my hand, yeah. uh, they look at you kind of funny if you're in that town after sundown. 
you need, it's unspoken now. Yeah, that still goes on. Oh, yeah. It's like, you better be out of here. You know, we, we're not saying it, but we're looking at you. That stuff still exists. How are you helping? Because what you said, if, if any man's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Um, how are you helping your congregation kind of live the new, the new life, the redeemed life, and say, but you're here today. God is with you. All things are possible with him. You have opportunities. You have life. How are you helping them reject some of the cultural noise, to use the phrase? Sean, I am walking up to our congregation and saying stuff, things like this that I'm saying to y'all today. I'm also letting our congregation know that whoever's telling you the lies, for example, I, I talk, I've been talking about this for the last two or three months. There is this false doctrine lie that's going around that, well, you know, now look at my, uh, there's, mel- there, there's power in that melanin. Y'all don't have melanin. Mm-hmm. You, know, you and Baron don't have, well, you have a little bit of you, Sicilian. But, uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, That's right, Baron. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, Baron. But, uh, but, but, but you, uh, so there's this quote-unquote pseudo-doctrine that's yeah. floating around, yeah. like, you know, melanin and this and that. And, that you know, I'm proud of my melanin. And I'm, I stand up in our pulpit and I tell people off and on, I, I may have said it this past Sunday, the almighty God of the universe doesn't give a hoot about the content of the melanin in your skin. Mm. He does not. So now I used to get these eyes like what? Because you know, there's t-shirts that just say melanin and yeah. there's this preaching, you know, you run into a, a, a black Hebrew Israelite. You know, oh yeah. Oh, oh no, no. Yes. Bro, they're going to tell you, listen, there, there are some sex, not all of them, but there are some sects of the black Hebrew Israelites that will tell you, will look at y'all and tell y'all, I'm sorry, but y'all ain't no way y'all going to heaven. No way. I don't care how much Bible you know. I don't care if you think you are saved. Because of your compl- you ain't going. You know. Mm. So mm. when you stand in front of a congregation and you say all of that is a lie, and they look at me, and and I went to high school right down the street from where our church right. is, and they say, "Do you know what you're saying?" I know exactly what I'm saying. All of that that you, that people are embracing, that is all it does is it it serves to divide. Yeah. Divide the 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 the, the uh, institutional church certainly, and even so, some the it divides us. All of that is a bunch of hooey. It's, 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 now that that's that's where I start. And if you want to know if I do, I get funny looks for saying stuff like, "Yeah, you know, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm some clubs I'm not in, you know." Right. What I mean? Because right. of that stand. I, mean, I don't believe that there's a, you know, a, over here on the north side, it's you, Sean, and y'all. And our group needs to get with your group. No, baby, you are my brother. Yeah. And we need That's to be good. able to just say that. We need to be that. But what it's going to take is people, your congregation and people in other congregations saying, look, we need to put down this thing. We have walked in entitlement too long. Mm stuff this uh, entitlement disguised as other things too long right we've moved we've we've got the money we've moved way out here and we've built our own hb hebs <laughs> and if we and we don't expect to see we won't say it but we don't expect to see y'all roaming all around in our hebs mm. that's what you're thinking you ain't you're not saying it but that's what you're thinking we've got to get rid of all it and i address i hit the, all of it head on yeah well i think that's outstanding i obviously wrestle with the cultural things regularly in the context. And the big thing for us is saying no to the divisiveness of politics because it, what's funny is people sit and say, I got another fist bump. That's you. That's you. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> yeah. uh, people say, 
you know, hey, we don't want to talk about politics, but they've been, the culture has politicized everything. Yep. These are not political issues. These are moral issues. Yep. These are spiritual issues. Yep. But people say, hey, we don't want to get political. Well, the bottom line is we're trying to get biblical here. Yeah. We're trying to help people understand that if anyone's in Christ, they're a new creation. That there's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. We are all one in Christ. And to understand that, no, that's actually literally true. Yeah. Okay? It, it doesn't matter what part of the world our ancestors came from. We are followers of Jesus. That trumps everything. But it is hard for people to lay down some of these resentments. It's funny. I've found that resentments become addictive to yes. people. Yep. It's like, how do you help people overcome the resentments? Because especially, I think, in the black community where in schools, kids are told over and over and over, you're oppressed, you're oppressed. They may not be able to point to it. I mean, I don't, they might be a doctor's kid living in a gated community, right? Yeah. Yeah. My dad's a doctor. Yep. Uh, I'm going to the nicest school. I go to Stanford. Yep. I go to Princeton. But yep. I'm oppressed. Yep. Uh, how do you help them lay down those resentments that the culture's been hitting them with if they haven't been able to pick them up themselves yet. Yeah. Surprisingly, at least to some people, some of the most riveting things that you can say for people like that is look at them in their eyes, them knowing that you love them, and that's why you're saying it, and just say the truth right in their face. Mm-hmm. Because when they look at a, a 65-year-old black, obviously black man, saying things to them that they haven't been accustomed to hearing from right. other 60-year-old black men, right. rather good-looking black men. No, no, but, stunning, you, sir. Thank stunning. You, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> when, when, when you're looking them in the face and you're saying, and you say to them, and I've said it, now, some, some things I write on Facebook and, boy, I get flack. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not oppressed. I live in a nice home. I buy any car. I, any car, me and Kathy have wanted. We've been blessed in the name of Jesus to have it. Uh, we eat. We vacation. We this. Our children, all of our children have degree. We are not oppressed. Yeah. We, what's oppressed about us? Yeah, that's know? so that's so powerful. Yeah, and this and this lie that the culture is selling that you're oppressed. And by the way, uh, and I'm just going to call Sean even the, the Sicilian part. Okay, but <laughs> Sean and, and Baron, and guess what? You're the oppressors, uh-huh. and you're born into this world as oppressors, and there's nothing you can do about it because that's who you are. Yeah, those are lies. Yeah, they you got to the thing to answer your question, Sean. You got to look people right in the face, and you got to look at them and say that is a lie. Pastor Hall, are you telling me the truth? I'm telling you the truth. I'll take it. When I do my dirt nap, I'll believe the same thing. <laughs> Sweetheart, I wouldn't lie to you. I love you. This stuff is a lie. The culture is taking you and putting you in a chokehold, and you don't even know it. Yeah, you know? that's so I mean, powerful. I mean, imagine, imagine you've got Lizzo. Yes, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lizzo. Uh, she's worth even now she's worth i think the last thing i saw i may be out of touch but she's worth 10 15 20 mil yeah. by herself she's walking around telling people she's oppressed baby you are not oppressed <laughs> exactly your your shoes cost more than my house yeah, okay my house. <laughs> you, you got you got which they kind of hushed up on it now you got athletes that oh, yes. make it that with 40 50 million dollar a year contracts talking about oppression yeah, bro, you are not. There's yeah. nothing oppressive about your life. No, I, I in, in a similar situation again. It, it wasn't racial. I had a young woman I was talking to, and she was just talking about how you know it, we don't have opportunities. We don't have, and, and I know her very well. And I so I just stopped and I said, "Okay, stop. Tell me, what opportunity have you been? What have you wanted to do that someone said no? You can't do it. Uh, she literally, and she. This was a, a very bright, very gifted young leader." And what, what opportunity have you, you went for that you wanted that you haven't had the opportunity? Uh, 
And to her credit, she really thought about it and she changed. She really, that changed. She recognized wow. that she was embracing some stuff that other women and educators and things were pushing on her. And she realized, I've been able to do kind of whatever I wanted to do. You know, uh, whatever opportunity God put before me, I kind of I was able to go for it. Yeah. Now, maybe, now, maybe that wasn't true for my for my grandfather, or my great- no, that's grandfather. right. You know, but but listen, when, when people are like, oh, what's my what, what's my guy out of California uh, ran? For, he ran for governor. Uh, Larry Elder. Larry, Larry Elder. Yeah. I, met, I, I, met, I talked to him. I met, I met him out in 2019. I talked to him. But he's a he's a big proponent of, look, it's much better now than it was then. And we're not oppressed. And people look at him like he's crazy. Yeah. You know, but it's it's. True, you know, my yeah. my daughters we had, we weren't denied. And guess what, folks, to my congregation, you aren't denied anything either. All you have to do is just do do a little work, do yeah. some work, and be consistent. Yeah. And that's what I tell my our folks. Well, Pastor Hall, that is such a powerful message. And if you're listening to this right now, I, I want you to know what you're hearing is a man of faith. See, faith is the difference isn't it? I mean, yes, the fact sir. you believe that there's a God who created you, yes. who he orders your days, the culture doesn't get to decide. Nope. The government's not going to have the final word, the economy, the educators. Nope. We serve a God who is bigger and you're living that life, you know, and your, your life is a testimony to that. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you. Can we, can we have you back sometime? This is fun. I would love to come back and get some Cracker Jacks. And <laughs> Baron, I, I think I've just lost my Cracker Jacks. <laughs> I can't eat them. Me and Baron just talk about it. I can't eat them anyway. Yeah, hey, I want to throw in, uh, if we can kind of, as we're ramping down here, you are a huge Cowboy fan, my friend. Huge. Right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicago Bear guy. Over I am there. a Bears guy. I grew up in Chicago. You know. Yeah. I still love you though. <laughs> so it, it's not just Sicilian. It's Chicago Sicilian. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's even worse. Yeah, Don't no, I'm Bears. I, I'm a that, that is exactly right. Thank you for that tribute, sir. We will receive that. June or Greek Bears or Cowboys. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We're all one in Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you again. And if you're listening, I hope this was a blessing. And uh, just check out their ministry. Uh, they are True Light Christian Fellowship. This is Pastor. Pastor Ronson Hall, and um, it's been an honor having you. Honored Th- to be here. Thanks for listening to, to uh, Reaching for Real Life. Uh, Baron, anything for our team from the Hall of Famer? Anything? Oh, nice. <laughs> Very subtle. Woo! We're going to state now. We're going Woo! to state. <laughs> Pastor Sean, thank you, sir. Uh, close us in prayer. Lord, thank you so much for this time. I thank you for my brother. I thank you just for his heart and for the mission that you have them carrying out. I pray you would anoint him. I pray that you would raise up leaders around him who would support him and encourage him. I just ask that you would continue, Lord, to bring unity in the body of Christ. Lord, we are one in you. And help us understand that. And I pray that just the love of the church, Lord, the church is a picture of your vision for mankind. Help us to live unified. Help us to walk in community. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless everyone. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.